The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The Masculine Journey starts here, now. Welcome to Masculine Journey. We're glad to have you with us today, and, and I can hardly believe that we're almost in July. Next weekend will be July, right? It's right around the corner. Yeah, it'll be July 1st. It's hard to believe that uh, we're already there. The, the year's almost, well, it is half over. That's kind of crazy. Now, Robbie, people at your age usually start Christmas shopping <laughs> now, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. For your that's, information, that's I've already talking. been doing it for a while. It's <laughs> <laughs> Grandpa talking there, by the way. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you, yeah. Um, well, we've been talking about this topic the last couple of weeks, and uh, we've been talking about what is a Christian man. And as we are talking before the show, there's just so many aspects of it. We could do that topic probably for a year you know, or more, but we're just going to do it for four weeks. And we touched on the first week, which was what, Robbie, do you remember? Compassion. A Christian man shows compassion. So how would you define compassion? You know, when you're talking about a Christian man shows compassion, you know, talk about, you know, for a moment, guys, if you can think about it, when Jesus showed compassion, right? We're supposed to, we're supposed to model ourselves after him, so when did he show compassion? Well, one of the times was when the lady touched his garment and the, you know, he was busily moving through a crowd on his way to supposedly save the... Uh, an official's, you know, child, and um, all of a sudden he's interrupted, which, you know, for most important people when they're interrupted, I don't know if you've been around important people, <laughs> interrupting them is not part of the plan. But here you see somebody that just actually stops and really attends to what seems to be as important an issue as the other issue. Mm-hmm. And so part of that compassion, as you talk about that, Robbie, is you know, meeting, trying to help meet the needs of others, to do it in a loving way, you know, just for their benefit, you know, and you see Jesus do that quite a bit through Scripture. Mm. Dennis, last week we talked about a Christian man is, do you remember what it was? Strong, I believe. Strong. So how would you define strong when you're referring back to, again, Jesus? Where are some times that Jesus showed Mm. strength? I I think the first thing that I think of is is, uh, when when he was in battle with the enemy. That's what comes to mind for me because it, it took a tremendous amount of strength to fight that off for the amount of time that he did, which was really kind of a testing for him before he started his ministry. But I certainly think of being strong in that regard, that's good. battling with the enemy. You mean like when in the desert for the after the 40 days? That's what I'm talking about. All right. Yep. Yeah, that was a long time, 40 days. It was. Yeah. Now, Jim, this week we're going to be talking about a Christian man submits to God. So what's the time that Jesus submitted to the will of his Father? Well, the uh, what I was thinking about for strength is a great example of that. He did not have to go to the cross. He chose to. And submitting on that night, asking, you know, take this cup from me if it's possible. But, you know, the Father said no. And he quietly went and died for us yeah that's a big one <laughs> <laughs> kind of important that's an us, important yeah. one well you know t- honestly 
the clip I'm getting ready to play is how I feel most of the time when I'm asked to submit, and I don't know what causes that, but when you listen to this clip from Kramer versus Kramer, which is an older show with uh, Dustin Hoffman, let's uh, listen to him and his son and whether the son's willing yeah, to you submit. Yeah, you got to, because of the, you know, you're listening rather than seeing, for those who haven't seen the movie, it's kind of important to note that during the time when you hear him, the father going off on the little boy saying, don't do that, don't do that, what you're not seeing is that he's gone to get the ice cream out of the freezer and he's slowly unpacking it. He takes the spoon, he sticks it in the ice cream. The father's saying don't. And you'll hear this time and time again and it's clearly a test of are you going to submit and he's proving that, you know, he's got an iron will there. Put that down and eat your dinner. It's getting cold. What is this crap? Salisbury steak. I hate it. You do not hate it. You had it last week and you loved it. No, I didn't. Mm-hmm. hate the brown stuff. It's gross. Okay, all that is is onions and gravy. I'm allergic to onions. You are not allergic to onions. You had this last week. And remember, I told you it was my favorite when I was a little boy and you said it's my favorite too. I did not. Yes, you did. Here, it's regular hamburger. Just give it a little bite. It's delicious. What's the matter? I think I'm gonna throw up. No, you're not. Are you gonna eat it? Yucky. It is not yucky, Billy. Eat it. You remember to bring the chocolate chip ice cream home? Yes, I did remember to bring the chocolate chip ice cream home. And you're not gonna have any of it until you eat all your dinner and then eat your meat and your corn. Where are you going? You get back here right now. Did you hear me? You better not do that. You'd better stop right there, fella. I'm warning you. Hey! Did you hear me? Now, you listen to me. Don't be smart now. You go right back and put that back until you finish your dinner. All right, I'm warning you. You take one bite out of that, you're in big trouble. Don't, hey, don't you dare. Don't you dare do that. Did you hear me? Hey, stop. Hold it right there. You put that ice cream in your mouth, and you are in very, very, very big trouble. Don't you dare go anywhere beyond that. Put it down right now. I am not going to say it again. I am not going to say it again. I am not. Ow! Don't you kick me. (laughs) Now, I wouldn't necessarily compare Dustin Hoffman in that role to, to our father, Heavenly Father, but... Definitely, you can, at least I can see myself sometimes in the way his son's acting. I don't know about you guys, but is it hard to submit sometimes? Oh, my word. (laughs) There's something built in about authority, like you've just got to test it. Like, this person isn't really going to tell me what to do. You know, it's, it's a difficult place, but, you know, that's part of why, you know, when you join the military, one of the first things they do is boot camp to you know teach you how to submit and speaking of boot camp mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> thank you robbie we got a boot camp coming up in november and that's the 9th through 12th i think and so you go to maskinjourneyradio.org to register for the boot camp and this is one of the topics we'll talk about jim a question for you when you see a wet paint sign do not touch the paint what do you do generally i touch it yeah exactly. just to make sure that the sign <laughs> is correct it's not because I can't submit. Yeah, or do not walk on the grass. There's this, this tendency to go, wait a minute, I can walk on the grass. And it's just that rebellious nature. And I think it's 
more of just not wanting to give up control. You know, we have this this false feeling that we actually have control. But uh, Dennis, how often has that control worked out for you in your life when you feel like, oh, I've got control of this, God, don't worry about it? Oh, yeah, well, not very well, not very (laughs) well. I'm usually the one that wants to have the chocolate chip ice cream, so... I want to bypass the Salisbury State and go right to the chocolate chip ice cream. Well, that sounded like you and Robbie at the last boot camp. So it wasn't uh, really that's sure. pretty solid. Yeah, that's pretty close. Pretty close. So, so Dennis, I want to ask you a question. That's um, God had you over the last couple of years learning this topic of submitting. Yes. Right. I mean, that's been a, a big part of your process, wasn't it, over the last couple of years? Yeah. When I made a decision over two years ago to go to the Winston Salem Rescue Mission. A submission started the very next morning uh, after I got there because, I, and I think I texted Robbie. You know, I haven't seen 5:20 in the morning in a long, long time, and uh, people were giving me my schedule, telling me this is what you're going to do, this is where where you will be at this time. So that process, it was kind of like being at boot camp in terms of what we had to do. But uh, through that process, what I what I saw God doing was was bringing me to a place where. Uh, it seemed like it was that at first, like I just have to do what these people say. But the amazing thing about it was as time went on, it it actually became more of a, a, a blessing for me in my life that there was that discipline back. There was a because in the morning then I got to start spending time with God, which I hadn't done in a long, long time. You know, I, I had relationships with other guys. Some of them I still do, which I hadn't had in a long, long time. So that, that thing that you look at when you first do it, that all this submission is going to be so bad, I want to go right to the chocolate chip ice cream. Uh, sometimes we have to walk that walk with God in order to come to a place of delight, if I may use that word. Absolutely. You know, I think there's something in that. You, we're all fathers. I'm sure you guys have a story of, of some time when it sounded more like that little boy. I know for me, the one that really comes to mind is a Christmas Eve when Sydney would not eat her lima beans. <laughs> and we couldn't open presents or anything. And she kept them, these same lima beans in her mouth for two hours. Mm-hmm. She would not chew them. She would not do anything with them. You know, and so we had to give her this little towel so she could dry her, her mouth from where you know, she was drooling a little bit. Mm-hmm. But she just would not eat them. And now she loves lima beans. You know, and she'd liked them a couple weeks before, it seems like. And that's just kind of how kids go through. And we look at that as parents and we say, wow, that's kind of silly. And yet we struggle with the same thing when God asks us to do things. Mm-hmm. Robbie, can you that's think definitely. of a time when, when God's asked you to submit on something that you had a hard time initially doing that? Well, it, actually, it started with my wife. <laughs> that uh, I had a chance to uh, teach a large Sunday school class. There was 150 people, and they asked me, and I agreed to do it before I checked with God or my wife. Bad mistake. <laughs> and um, so when I came home, I told Tammy, I said, well, good news, and we're going to be teaching the Ham Sunday school class, and just, you know, this is going to be awesome. And, no, we're not either. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And she goes, no, 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 I want to teach special ministries. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I mean, no, that just can't be. And... Um, so the next morning, interestingly, I had my Christian Businessmen's Committee meeting, and I went and explained my dilemma to my brothers, thinking they would jump in, oh, yeah, you got to tell her who's boss, make it happen. <laughs> there was this old missionary there by the name of uh, Archie Jones who looked at me, and he said, Robbie, under the least of these, my brother. And that didn't come from Archie. It came from God. I mean, it was like I knew immediately, like, 
God was reinforcing what Archie said, which was what my mother, what my wife was telling me. And although it made absolutely no sense to me, and it didn't for some time, here we are 20 years later, and I would have missed one of the biggest blessings of my life had I not um, ended up submitting to something that, you know, I'd taken way too far. Jim, what about you? Can you think of a time? <laughs> well, this week, I just, when Robbie was saying that story, it's it's very annoying how often God sounds like our wife. <laughs> and well, that's a good place to break. Yeah. We're going to come back and we're going to pick that up so we don't lose our web and listeners. And uh, we have a boot camp coming up. Robbie, are you going to be there? I am, November 9th. Yeah, Jim? I'm going to be there. Dennis, Lord I know you're going to be there, and all of us are going to be there. And you can come meet us, you can come hang out with us. But more importantly, you can go hang out with God and see what God has in store for you there. He has something very special for you. It happens every time. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to P.O. Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. Sam, this November boot camp could literally change a lot of men's life. I talk to a lot of men, they're saying... They say they don't know what their place is in the grand scheme of things. They don't know how to behave as Christian men. God designed us for freedom, and it's coming up at this boot camp. It is. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org to register now. Just $169 early bird pricing for four amazing days. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Register now. singing that song i know you know because you picked the song that's uh rich mullins and that's a song that first time i heard it uh god used it and smacked me upside the head with those lines because i am quite a rebel and i'm the the best way to get me to try to do something is tell me i can't well when we left you know we're talking about that moses you know, saw God in a burning bush. You see it in your wife. I mean, it sounds like his, her voice. Now, explain that to us, what you're talking about. I think part of that is that God and in his infinite sense of humor will come at us from a direction that we, I mean, we know that, you know, the man's supposed to be the authority in the household. But God speaks to me through my wife more than anyone. And being kind of a typical guy. The last person I want to listen to is my <laughs> wife. But uh, that's not entirely true, but at you know, certain points of my life, that's been the case. And that's when God speaks through my wife is when I don't want to hear from her or him. Yeah. Jim, don't you find that, that, you know, we hear a lot of people quote that wives be submissive to your husband, but in the same piece of scripture, it also says husbands be submissive Submit to, to wives, each other. Yes. But we don't, you know, we don't harp on that part too much <laughs> huh. 
<laughs> That's a good point, you know. And Jim, I did appreciate the save you had there when you said, you know, sometimes I don't like to listen to Caroline, so that's good. Now, Dennis, you had a thought on this topic that you want to talk a little bit more about, right? Yeah, I, you know, I heard a message a couple of days ago that really struck me, and I, and I think going back to what we were talking about from my experience before the break is that I would have to share in that, too, that before I stepped into the rescue mission, that God in many ways was saying, you know, son, we have a problem. You know, we have a problem with some of the things that are going on in your life. And it's not, we think a lot of times, I think some guys out there, maybe they have a father figure, their experience of their father was was just that you were being told what to do and what not to do. God came to me in a way that said, you know, we, ha- we have these problems. And, and, and what saddens me is it's getting between us. These things are getting between you and I. So when that submission started going to the mission, you know, I began to see and my eyes were opened after a while that what what he was really dealing with more than anything is that all those years of isolation, those years where I was depressed about things, a lot of that was getting between the two of us. So he did have to come to me as a loving father and say, you know what, I love you. We have a problem. We have a problem with the way that you're living your life here right now. And I really would like to see us change that. And I think that's important in submission is seeing that God sees this larger story, this bigger picture. That's not just the life that we're living right now, but our, our eternity. But he, he comes on the scene with that because he wants to see change in that. Ultimately, it's going to be up to us as to whether or not we decide to walk into the rescue mission or whatever it is we do. But I think that really struck me in terms of being submitting to God is that side of it. No, I agree. And a, a lot of what you're talking about, which we're not going to talk about on this show, is that, that orphan spirit that we battle against. And if you're not sure what that is, we do have a show on that or a couple shows. You can go back and listen to them on the, the podcast at MasculineJourneyRadio.org. And uh, it talks about, you know, how we can go to God with that. But we're talking about the love of a father. And I'm going to use a, a clip now from a movie, The Shack. And I know for some people that may be, hey, I don't know about that movie. I don't know about this or that. But if you listen to the show... In a long time we use all sorts of movies and, and there's biblical truth in all the movie clips that we use not that the whole movie is and so whether you agree with this movie you don't agree with this movie I want you to listen to this clip and it's about a father in this in this case being God showing up to a man in a way he could see him as another man and I want you to listen to how he leads him through a submission we're here to do something that's going to be very painful for you. Please don't. Son, we're on a healing trail to bring closure to this part of your journey. You want me to forgive him? Mm -hmm. He killed my daughter. I want to hurt him. I want him to hurt like he hurt me. I want you to hurt him. I know you do. But he too is my son. And I want to redeem him. Redeem him? He should burn in hell. So we're back to you as the judge. So you you just let him get away with it? Nobody gets away with anything. Everything bears consequences. What he did was horrible. 
I'm not asking you to excuse what he did. I'm asking you to trust me, to do what's right, and to know what's best. And then what? Forgiveness doesn't establish your relationship. It's just about letting go of his throat. Mac, the pain inside is devouring you, robbing you of joy and crippling your capacity to love. I can't. You're not stuck because you can't. You're stuck because you won't. You don't have to do this alone. I'm here with you. I don't know how. Just say it out loud. particular clip for me uh, I, I saw the movie this last Saturday when um, Eli elbowed me in the head a couple times when I was sleeping and so when I had to get up at six in the morning uh, and so I got up and I went down and watched the movie and this clip just really spoke to my heart because for me I struggle with that forgiving you know some people it's not hard you know they, they do really well at that but I want to hold on to grudges and we talked about it last week and we talked about it before but that's the place where the enemy gets a good foothold. And even though logically I know, and I know exactly what God's trying to do, there's just this rebellious part of me that says, no, I'm going to hold on to that. And when I finally let that go, then I find more of the abundant life. And so I know that all of us have been hurt at one time or another. Maybe you've been hurt recently. But part of that process, God will call you to forgive. And in this movie, the guy had actually lost his daughter and uh, God was calling him to forgive the person who had killed her. You know, and, and it wasn't for that other person. It was for him. And so I'd want to encourage you just to be praying and asking the Holy Spirit to kind of prompt you there because I can promise you from my own experience, it's, uh, there's nothing more freeing than letting go of that bitterness. And so, Jim, you'd seen this movie. I know that you'd uh, liked a lot of the scenes in it. Yeah, and that one in particular. I'm glad you delayed some because I was kind of choked up. That is such a great picture of God, and yet he's so far beyond that. But one of the real keys there that you can miss is the when he said, so you're in control again. And that's the submission we need to look at. And there's nothing more freeing than letting go of control and trusting God. Do I do it perfectly? Heck no. But when I am at peace is when I'm trusting God with the outcome of everything in my life. And as soon as I try to take back control of things, things go south. Yeah, it doesn't work out real well. Now, we talked about forgiveness and how we can hold on to those hurts and feel like we're letting that other person go somehow. 
But what's some of the other things that cause us not to want to submit? You know, what's some of those other feelings that we have that will keep us from, from submitting to God when he calls us to do something? Fear? Yeah. What do you mean by fear? Like, I want you to go get on the radio and talk about <laughs> whatever. Like, are you kidding me? I mean, I can remember being absolutely terrified. I mean, I, I, I don't even – I couldn't eat or anything hours before I would come on because it, it, it scared me so badly. Um, but, oh, what an adventure to when you overcome that fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fear is a big one, and the enemy, enemy knows that. He loves to whisper those things in your ear, you know, telling you that you know, you're going to fail or you don't know what you're doing, those types of things. You know, I was really fearful when God called us to move to North Carolina, and I can't imagine what my life would be if we hadn't. You know, looking back, I just I couldn't even imagine not being here. The way that I've had friends around me that's been around our family when we went through things, you know, losing my mom, losing other people, you know, it's been priceless you know, to have those, those relationships around. Jim, can you think of another thing that keeps us? A big one for me and maybe most people, but we may not see it, is pride and arrogance. Mm-hmm. We are all under submission to somebody that we think has no business being <laughs> over us. We know better than they do. And God had to deal with me in a major way with that exact issue before I could be a pastor. And here's a plug for a boot camp. I, I thought I was going to start, I was told I was going to be taken on staff in March. I was teaching school at the time. I said, well, this is perfect. They're shutting down the program I'm part of. I'll make the transition during the summer and try to make this the short story. But August hadn't happened. September hadn't happened. October, still nothing. November, uh, late November, I went to the boot camp. God used the story of Jonathan's armor bearer to tell me that basically I had to submit. And at that point, the next day after getting home on Sunday, I got a call saying, it's time. And two days later, I was a pastor. That's awesome. That submission is hard. You know, we only scratch the surface of it. Stubbornness. There's all sorts of things that we could throw in there, but the enemy knows our story. He knows what works on us. He knows the things he can whisper to us to put us in that positional place where for just a moment, we either don't trust the heart of God or we think we know better, which is kind of the same thing. And I'd like to encourage you just to submit to God this week in something, something he's calling you to do, and go register for a boot camp, maskandjourneyradio.org.